0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Immigration Nation. This is actually our first ever Zoom recording. Um, we're very excited to have Ms. Connie Kaplan. She's with the Law Offices of Connie Kaplan, located in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And today, we're going to be talking about some employment-based immigration options for business professionals, and um, we're so excited to jump into it today. But first, I just want to recognize that Miss Connie and her law firm are one of the fastest growing law firms um, in the United States by law firm 500. They also have two best-selling immigration books, um, but most importantly, they have helped change so many lives, and we are very grateful to have them on the Immigration Nation podcast today. Um, Connie, do you have anything you'd like to say?
1: Well, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Perfect. Um, So we are just going to jump right into it. Um, So like I said, we're talking about the different options business professionals can take to achieve employment-based immigration. So you obviously specialize in this area. So how do these professionals find you online uh, specifically, or is it by word of mouth? How would you say that um, these employees and professionals find you?
1: I wish I could say that I have just one way of getting these uh, individuals to find me, but it's not over time. It has been it has become a mix of how I get these clients. Most of them are referrals actually from past clients who for whom I achieved success and positive outcomes and of course we do take advantage of all the avenues on which we can get referrals and google obviously so Mm -hmm. we do target uh, certain markets for these clients and we take advantage of uh, that and they do find us online
0: So the first time you're meeting with a professional and you're in a consultation and you're in in a meeting with them, what are some of the questions that they'll ask or that you tend to hear from them when they are talking about this new form of immigration?
1: So it's interesting because not everyone gets to have a consultation with us. Hmm. So there is a process that takes, play, takes place before they have a consultation with us. We need to make sure that they are the right client for us and that we are the right firm for them.
0: Hmm. And
1: it comes with an intake process. And then once we are at the consultation phase, again, we need to make sure that we are the right firm for them. So there is two steps involved before we get to work together. So. It makes no sense and it doesn't serve anyone if we can't work together mm-hmm. and if we cannot help them achieve their goals, then we are not at the right firm for them, and I am of the belief that. I will tell them I. I'm very straightforward and not everybody likes that. So obviously I am not everybody's cup of tea. If you Mm -hmm. like to have somebody sugarcoat things and tell you, yes, we can do it. Meanwhile, I know 80% in my head, 30% in my head, I cannot do it for you. I will tell you straight up, I'm not Mm -hmm. that kind of person. So I'd rather tell you before you even book a consultation with me, if that is possible. So for professionals, since you asked about the professionals, Even before a consultation, we ask them to send us their LinkedIn profile and their very, very detailed curriculum vitae or resume so we can determine, are they even remotely qualified? Are they even remotely eligible? And we do ask for certain documents to see before they even get to have a consultation with us. In some cases, it is so obvious that they do qualify. Sometimes we even don't need to have the consultation and at that point we quote them the fee and if they are ready to proceed we proceed that is rare most of the time there are plenty of questions that they want answered and they are better served by meeting with the attorney obviously and we would meet we answered all of their questions as many as they have and we decide whether we are the right firm for them they are the right client for us And we establish a strategy determine the timelines, pros and cons for whatever that strategy may be. And we proceed from there. Um, Is that the case for every single one of them? No, it's not. And some of them have just one option. Some of them have zero options, in which case we usually don't even do the consultation. Mm -hmm. And some of them have multiple options available. And for some, those options don't come to fruition until a year, two years, five years later.
0: Right. Well, I'm sure most of your clients or respective clients do appreciate that you don't waste their time and their money. So um, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, I think in a previous one of our episodes, we had said that there are over like 185 visas available in US immigration. It's kind of crazy. So how many choices do these people have when looking to have this em- employment-based immigration? Like what types of avenues can we expect to see?
1: Oh boy. So let's <laughs> narrow down from 186 options, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, well, 186 options includes immigrant and non-immigrant options. And right. obviously not everyone is available not all of those are available to everyone, okay? Right. Out of those, there are options that are available to people certainly just from certain countries, okay? But in general, what I tend uh, tend to tell individuals who come to the United States is they need to determine, do they want temporary options or permanent options? That's mm-hmm. first. And they don't even know what that means in some, <laughs> in some cases, okay? So right. I need to narrow it down, okay? so temporary and what's permanent and when we are talking permanent we are looking at two years 10 years because it's not really permanent because permanent is citizenship so there is a long path to permanency okay to citizenship there is a long path and how do we get there and then we need to determine what are your goals what exactly are you trying to achieve because someone telling me I want to come to the united states and i want to live there for the next 20 years doesn't mean permanent why -hmm. do you want to be here for the next 20 years because you wanting to be here for 20 years because you want your kids to come to school for for the next 20 years in the united states it's not the same thing as i want to be here for the next 20 years because i want to be a citizen you could be here for 20 years on an e2 visa on an investor visa and not ever have to obtain permanent residency and citizenship, because your tax treatment could be different. Because you're, so there are so many considerations at play. So when we are looking at options, we really need to know what their goals are.
0: So many different ways to come about through employment-based immigration. So what's the kind of success rate that you see with these people in any sort of situation and how long does it take for these options to come into fruition, just like a just a range,
1: the success rate varies depending on the visa type and the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the processing times right now are extremely, extremely long. Mm-hmm. So the employers are really staying away from sponsoring people who are not already in the United States. That's what mm-hmm. I see. Right. Uh, but then again, I mean Fort Lauderdale, the majority of the employers that I work with are either in the airline or yachting business. Okay. Very cool. That are where I am. Employers who are sponsoring their employees are sponsoring their employees who are already here on either parole programs, who are here already working with employment authorizations for two-year programs, say United for Ukraine. Those are highly tech workers, you know you know they're here for two years they might fit into that program we are Mm -hmm. expecting some of those programs to extend so they are willing to invest into that there is a huge investment in terms of time process money uh, for the employer so once they tested that employee and they see that the employee will work they want to invest so they can have a long-term employee who's willing you know there is a capital investment right so they know that it's going to serve the employers needs in a couple of years right now when we are looking at those give you an example i had a consultation the other day and employer wants to bring here an employee okay happens to be an employee from canada okay Mm -hmm. tn visa usually the easiest way to get the employee here from canada but like i mentioned a diploma is not the same thing as a degree they do not necessarily qualify for the tn We do the consultation. We realize they don't have a degree. We looked at the spouse. The spouse has a Ph.D. The spouse, we can do an EB two NIW with premium processing. Okay, it was approved in less than 30 days with premium processing. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, they need to wait for the green card application to be processed, but that employer can now get the spouse to work for them in less than a year. Okay, so they are willing to work and the whole family comes here and they are coming with permanent residency versus a temporary work something right mm. so it's a totally different process that you need to look at you can just look at employer employee ask those extra questions and see what's available right,
0: right. it's so crazy to me how how immigration law especially is just like about fitting the right puzzle pieces together Mm -hmm. because there's so many different avenues, but it's like, no, this would be better for this particular person if we get this for the spouse and go that avenue versus directly to the person who maybe has a direct interest in coming. It's so, it's kind of mind boggling to someone like me who obviously never went to law school, but (laughs) I learn a lot through you guys who like to teach me things. (laughs) and
1: sometimes you have to jump through certain hoops to make it happen and it's not always a direct oh we're just going to file for this and it's the outcome is going to be there
0: so um well, I just want to open up for one last question. Um, your law firm has obviously seen lots of success over the years, and it's you know gradually increasing over even weeks and days. Um, so, what is your vision for the firm and its ability to continue to help these types of clients going forward? And um, are you excited about where you're at and where you're going?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We are. We have been fortunate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have been fortunate so as an immigrant, I can say that um, I have been fortunate that I can see where my clients are coming from, and I have a unique perspective on that, so I have a background in engineering so i did also disaster recovery for it so i can relate to my clients who are coming from an engineering and technical background mm-hmm. so i can see also as an immigrant i can see what their pain are pains are and what they are trying to achieve also i have been through this immigration process it took me 16 years to get my papers i know what it's like i also know what it's like for immigration to lose your case your file, your file, the entire file, they just lost it anyway. So seeing being there, having done that, uh, I am excited about what the future holds. We are actually opening an office in Chicago in September and we are congratulations. Thank you. And we are opening an office in Austin. So we'll be joining you guys in Texas, but we are in Austin. Uh, in October, so one at a time.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you guys are highly qualified, obviously, and in the perfect locations, future locations and current location. And I love that you're using your past experience to help others who are in the same position as you once were. And you were like, hey, don't be like me. <laughs> but I, I love that. And I love that you're so open and honest about it. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we uh, get out of here?
1: Oh, yeah, not only that, I'm not every single one of the people on my team because I couldn't do this all on my own of course. I just couldn't every single person on my team is an immigrant hmm. or is coming from a family of immigrants but really at this point we are all immigrants <laughs> and we we really do because I feel that you cannot relate to our clients unless you have been in their shoes Mm -hmm. So we hire based on that. Besides the skill and the knowledge that they need to have to be part of this winning team, and we believe we are part of a winning team, uh, they, they need to have that. And otherwise we can't empathize and we cannot be in their shoes. So we do that.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we are so happy to have you on Immigration Nation today. We look forward to hearing from you again, hopefully sometime soon. And if anyone has any questions out there, please, please, please reach out to Connie or another immigration, lawyer that you know that's close to you and make sure to get in your questions and your consultations, because that truly is the most important part of um, entering this whole immigration world. And it is a long process as Connie said. So we really do encourage you to ask those questions and to reach out to Connie. She has a website, um, social medias, and you can also reach out to us here at Immigration Nation podcast with any other questions. Thank Thanks you for having me.
1: This podcast has been prepared for general information purposes only and is not legal advice. This information is not intended to create a receipt of it that does not constitute an attorney-client relationship.